Welcome back to another episode of Misfits Club with the continuation of Scary Stories Tell in the Dark series. Hello. God help us. Yeah. Okay, we don't have that much more, I swear. I know I say this every single time, but I swear we don't have that much more. I hope. Maybe. Many other millennials will be interested in this. They grew up with this, so. Yeah, definitely. Alright, so. Starter for starter is the drum. The drum. So this is based on an old folktale called the Pear Drum. And there's also another version called The New Mother, which, interesting fact, Neil Gaiman actually credits this as inspiration for Coraline. One of the best scary books and, like, kids' horror movies ever, in my opinion. So, in this story, two children, seven-year-old Dolores and five-year-old Sandra, saw a little girl playing a drum. And it had this... Well, mechanical man, a woman that came out of it. Yeah, like, you know, it. kind of like how, I guess, like, how, like, a cuckoo clock has, like, that thing that comes out. I like, wish I could find a drum like that. Yeah, I don't think it actually exists. <laughs> there might be. Maybe. But yeah, I guess it's kind of sort of like how a cuckoo clock, like, has that little bird that comes yeah, out. Yeah, the I mechanical man, a woman like came out dancing, and they wanted it. Kind it of like a, kind of like a, um, you know, like, the jewelry box when you're a kid that has, like, the little ballerina spinning around? Right. So, yeah, yeah they're like in the woods. They found this gypsy girl playing with a drum that had a little mechanical man and a woman come out and dance every time it was played, and they wanted it. Yeah, so they asked her if they could have it. She said, you gotta be bad. Yeah. Like, why, and why they would go up to a little girl and just be like, hey, I want your drum. Like, fuck those kids. Anyway. Little bitches. Right? So the little girl said that she would give it to them if they acted badly at home. So when they got home, they shouted at each other, and they colored on the walls, threw their food on the floor, and they refused to go to bed. So the next day, they went to find the little girl again. And they told her how bad they were. But the little girl said, oh, no, you have to be much worse than that if you want the drum. So when they got home, they pulled flowers from the garden. They chased their pig away because they owned a pig. Uh, they tore up their clothes and they splashed in the mud. And the mother told them that if they didn't start to behave, she would leave and they would get a new mother with glass eyes and a wooden tail. So the girls cried and promised to behave. Wish I could do that for my students. Anyway. So the next day, they went to find the little girl again and told her what they did. And she said, nope, you still gotta be worse. But they were like, oh no, but we promised our mom we would be good. And the girl said she wouldn't, she wasn't, she wasn't bending. She wouldn't give them a drum unless they were worse. So they went home and beat the dog. Poor doggy. Uh, they broke the dishes. They tore up their clothes again, and they hit their baby brother, Arthur. And the mother told them that she couldn't wait much longer. So the girls went back to the little girl and told her what they did, and asked if they could have the drum, where the little girl informs them that she actually never intended to give them the drum in the first place. She was just kind of playing. Playing a game, like, I thought you knew that. Yep. So the girls run back home, and their mother and baby brother were gone. And Dolores, the older one, the seven-year-old, was thinking, oh, maybe they're out grocery shopping. So they went back out and wandered around for a while. But when they got home, guess what they found? Their new mother waiting for them with glass eyes and a wooden tail. And this comes from Baltimore. Yes. Now I got the ghost with the bloody fingers. He's a fucking a girl when she's this on This guy's funny one, oh God. Get your red wings. <laughs> anyway. So a businessman asked for a room at a hotel one night, <laughs> and the clerk told him, <laughs> just, just see, to see, see, it totally, it totally was that they're, uh, they're in a hotel. I mean, yeah. Anyway. What about a hotel? So a businessman was 
in a hotel. So yeah, maybe it is. Oh yeah, the ghost. Yeah, that's what the ghost was. Anyway, haunted. Yeah. So the businessman asked for a room at a hotel one night, and the clerk told him that the only room they had available was haunted. And he said he would take it because he didn't believe in ghosts, so it's not a big deal. When he went to bed, a ghost with bleeding fingers came out from the closet and was moaning, Bloody fingers! Bloody fingers! So the man ran away. Because, yeah, Mr. I don't believe in ghosts, whatever, he was scared. The next night, a woman comes into the same hotel looking for a room, and they have the same room available, obviously, because no one's tripped into that one. And they tell her the same thing, but she says she'll take it because she's... She believes in ghosts, but she's not really afraid of ghosts. So when she got into the bed, the same ghost came out moaning, Bloody fingers! Bloody fingers! And so the woman ran away, because she was scared too. That's not really a moan. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'm doing a voice, and it's fun. Anyway. So a week later, a man with a guitar comes into the hotel to stay in the haunted room. Still, this room hasn't been booked, and still all the other rooms are booked yeah. for whatever reason. But he, so he t- takes his guitar out, and the ghost appears again, moaning, "Bloody fingers, bloody fingers, bloody fingers." The man just kind of ignored him, and so the ghost kept doing it. But eventually, the man just goes, "Cool it, man! Get yourself a band aid." Okay, that was one of the ones that'd be funny. Yeah, that and that one, one comes from California, San oh, Francisco. Really funny. At the girl who stood on a grave. So the story takes place in a small American town. I was not able to find specifically which small American town, but apparently small American town. So some kids were at a party down the street from a graveyard. Maybe it was somewhere in New Orleans. That's not a very small town, but you know. And one of them said that if well, it came from Virginia. Yeah, that's where it came from. That's fair, I guess. So one of them said that if you stand on a grave after dark, a person will pull you under. And one of the little girls didn't believe that, so one of the little boys dared her to do it and told her to stick a knife in one of the graves as proof that she was there because they didn't want to go out there. They were scared. So she did it. Yep. So So she did it. She stood on the grave and plunged a knife into the grave. And then as soon as she did, she tried to leave, but something was pulling her back. And she screamed, and the other kids heard, and eventually all ran out together to find her. And they found her dead body. But it turns out she had just plunged a knife into her skirt, and she died of fright. When she couldn't leave, yeah. The guest. Oh, another Texas tale. Yes. So this was a young couple that was on a long road trip, and they were getting tired. So they see a small house in the woods, and they knocked on the door, because apparently that's what she... I don't know. You do that when you're on a road trip. You still oh, have to random houses. Time, knock on yeah. the door. I don't know. But they asked the elderly couple that was living there if they rented rooms. The older couple said they didn't, but they could stay as guests. They're a nice elderly couple. So they stayed the night and just kind of hung out with the older couple. And they wanted to give them money, but the older couple insisted on not taking it. So the next morning, they got up super early before the elderly couple could. And they left an envelope with some money so that they couldn't protest. Yeah, so they went back on the road, and they stopped at a restaurant, and they kind of just told the owner about their night that they had, like, where they stayed and everything. And the owner said, well, that's impossible. That house burned down a while back, and the couple living there died in the fire. And the couple was like, the young couple was like, no, that's not possible. So they decided to go back and see it. 
and only to see the remains of the house, but in the wreckage was the envelope they had left that morning. Wow. Yes. Next, the haunted house. I guess I'd take it back. Yes, this takes place in Ontario, Canada. And in this one, a preacher goes to a haunted house to perform an exorcism. And he took his Bible, built a fire, and lit a lamp. And he suddenly heard footsteps walking back and forth, followed by screaming and what sounded like someone being choked. And eventually it got quiet, so he started to read his Bible again. But then he heard footsteps coming up the stairs from the basement and saw the doorknob turn and he screamed, What do you want? And the door shut again after hearing the voice and it got quiet again. So he started reading his Bible again. But then he hears the footsteps again, and this time the door opened all the way, and he saw a young woman. And he asks, what do you want? And so she kind of just looked confused and faded out, as you do when you're confused. I don't know. Apparently that's what ghosts do when they're confused. So the preacher shut the door and eventually heard the footsteps again. The door opened again, and the preacher said, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, who are you and what do you want? So the woman came towards him and grabbed his coat. And he noticed that there was flesh falling off of her face, and she had no eyeballs or nose. And she actually talked to him this time and told him that her lover had murdered her and buried her in the cellar. And she told him to find her body and take her finger and put it on a collection plate at church, and then he would find out who murdered her. So yeah, kind of interesting. I don't know why she didn't just tell him, but you know. And she told him to come back after he did that, and she would tell him where her money was hidden, because she had a lot of money. So the priest found the body and did as he was asked. And, like, a bunch of people had touched the finger at church. Because, I, I don't know. I don't know what their logic was there. And when one specific man touched it, the finger stuck to his hand, and he was screaming and trying to get it off of him. And as this was happening, he confessed to the murder and was sent to jail. So the preacher went back to the house, and the voice told him where the money was. And he could never get the imprint of the bony fingers out of his coat. Out of his coat. I think yeah. I think she said she wanted the money to go to the church, right? Yeah, she did, yes. He um yeah, he got all the money and gave it to the church. I still think it would have been so much easier if she would have just said, Hey, this is who killed me, but mm-hmm. you know. Give it a little make it a little fun, I guess. I guess you need evidence. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the Hearst song. So the song has an unknown origin, but it does date back to at least World War One. And was popular in America and England in the 20th century. So it goes, don't you ever laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you in a big white sheet from your head down to your feet. They put you in a big black box and cover you with dirt and rocks. All goes well for about a week. Then your coffin begins to leak. The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. The worms play... Noche on your snout. I did not look up what that was. They eat your eyes. They eat your nose. They eat the jelly between your toes. A green worm with rolling eyes crawls in your stomach and out your eyes. Your stomach turns a slimy green and pus pours out like whipping cream. You spread it on a slice of bread, and that's what you eat when you are dead. Gross. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. Gross. Beautiful. Gross. Such a nice little poem there. Okay, so next one. The Hog. 
So in this one, two people named Arthur and Anne were high school sweethearts. I wonder if the author is the same one as the baby from the other story. Anyway. So, yeah, they didn't end up working out. And a few years later, Anne died. And Arthur happened to be driving near the town that they grew up in. And a hog started following him. He kind of just got annoyed because he couldn't shake it. He got out of the car and hit the hog on the nose saying, Get out of here, you fat, dirty thing. The hog then, to his surprise, responded saying, I was doing no harm, Arthur. I was just out for a brisk walk enjoying myself. How can you strike me after all that we meant to one another? And it was Anne's voice. So yes, yeah. his wife was a pig. Yeah, something to a hog. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that happens, no. but you know. Next, the hook. So two people named Donald and Sarah were in a car. They were parked on top of a hill. You can imagine what they were doing. So they put on some music, which was soon interrupted by a news bulletin. Turns out a murderer with a hook on his the left hook hand. comes from Arkansas. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, a murderer with a hook on his left hand had escaped from prison and was armed and dangerous. Los Angeles. Captain Hook, maybe? So, Sarah got freaked out and wanted to go home, and Donald was annoyed, but he started the car anyway. And as he was starting the car, Sarah heard a scratching sound at her door. And when they got to her house, Donald got out to open her door. This gentleman, I guess. I don't know. And there was a hook hanging on the door handle. Captain Hook got him. That's an urban well, legend, he too. Kill. He didn't actually kill them, but, you know. That comes from Los Angeles, and they're hanging out on the hill. Huh? Yeah. Okay. The Little Black Dog. So this story is based on a folktale called C. Burton's Little Black Dog. Might be Cybert. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But a man named Billy Mansfield claimed that a little black dog followed him wherever he went. But no one else saw it, so people just kind of thought he was crazy. He would try to scare the dog away by yelling and throwing things at it, but that never worked. And the first time he actually saw this dog was when he fought a man named Silas Burton. Their families have been feuding for years, and one day Silas was just coming up to him, and so Billy shot him. Along with his little black dog. Yeah, there was no law enforcement back in the day in the old Wild West in Las yeah. Vegas. So, also, why would you kill a dog? Rude. But every night he would hear the dog scratching at the door and barking. He always found black dog hairs around his house. And one night he was found dead in the snow. And people thought, you know, he's got a lot of enemies, so maybe someone just killed him. But the doctor who examined him said there were dog hairs all over his body, along with the scent of a dog. Man in the middle. In the subways. So one night, a girl named Sally Truitt was on a subway, and three men walked on. And they were kind of creepy looking, so you know. Two of them were holding up the third one, who seemed to be drunk. And Sally felt like he was staring at her. Fun, fun times. Eventually, the other two men got off, leaving the third one, the one that seemed to be drunk, behind. And the train made a sharp turn, and the guy fell to the floor. And... Yeah, they're saying, you'll be alright. See you later. Yeah. And Sally looked at him and saw that he had a bleeding bullet hole on the side of his head. What, like, why? Just why is what I want to know there. What, what is that called? Weekend at Bernie's where they do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a Weekend at Bernie's situation. 
Like, why, why would you just be carrying around a dead body onto the subway? And just leave him. Like, why would you just leave him? That's so suspicious. And, like, right. everybody saw you on that subway. I'm sure she wasn't the only one on that subway. Anyway. They're not very smart people. Yeah. <laughs> so. New Yorkers, man. Right. This one also is from New York. Well, she didn't realize until he fell, she fell, he fell down, so the bullet hole. Yeah, but the guys on the train could have been yeah, like, maybe, oh, hey, let's not leave our dead friend on the subway. Maybe they had something to do with it. Yeah, but she probably saw their face. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. And never reliable people. They go up their stops and... <sighs> okay. The Red Spots. So this one also takes place in New York. And it's based on an urban legend called the Spider Bite, or Spiders in the Cheek. So a young girl named Ruth was sleeping, and a spider crawled on her face, leaving a red spot. Yuck. Her mother told her to just leave it alone, and it would go away. But instead of going away, it started to get bigger. She hadn't been like, yeah, she hadn't been scratching it or anything. It just got bigger. And it got when it got even bigger, her mother was like, oh, well, maybe it's infected. And then that night while she was taking a bath, the dot busted open, and a bunch of tiny spiders crawled out. Yep, spider laid eggs in her cheek. Yeah, spider laid eggs in her cheek. Fun. Just imagine. Super, super exciting, right? Like this slithery D. This one comes from Florida. <laughs> yes, this one's cute. This is a song based on an old old folk song by Shel Silverstein. Just the slithery D. He came out to see. He ate all the others, but he didn't eat me. Slithery D. He came out to see. He ate all the others, but he didn't eat. <laughs> The slithery D. <laughs> that was my slurp. So it's going to water. The slithery D. Can't let others be didn't eat. Yes. Okay, and our last one. The brr. The thing, dude. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> so this story is Nova based, Scotia. Yes. It's based on a Nova Scotian folktale called Blue Nose Ghost and takes place in Nova Scotia. So these two friends named Ted Martin and Sam Miller were hanging out one night when they saw some kind of creature that kind of looked like a man crawl out from a field and stand up. But it disappeared. But then they saw it again, and it kind of came, like, about halfway to them. And then it turned around and went back again. This happened a third time, and this time they actually did get a better look at it. It had black pants, a white shirt, and black suspenders. And it almost kind of looked like a skeleton. They got freaked out, so they ran to their house. And they could still see it on the road because they were looking out the window, but it eventually disappeared. And a year later, Ted got really sick and died. But right before he died, he looked exactly like the creature from that night. So it was a vision of his future. Pretty scary shit. So that is all that we have for tonight. I swear, y'all, we're almost done. I swear it. Oh, they, they should be enjoying this. Yeah, but like I said, we grew up on this. Like our fellow millennials probably love this shit. True, true. I mean, I'm, I enjoy some of the origin of these stories and yeah. seeing where they came from. I'm sure our viewers do too. Yeah, an audience. I feel like there's so much other stuff that we can cover too, though. Yeah, we will. Just a lot of exciting stuff. Yes, yeah, bring new life and new energy into this show. Yes, exactly. Yes. We should bring more people on too. Definitely, yeah. I'm down. Alrighty. Well, as usual, stay sweet, misfits. Yes. Bye.